Hi, everybody. It's Danielle from Bitch Sesh. And I'm just popping into our old feed, old time's sake, to say hi to you all. And just to kind of tell you a little bit more of what we're up to over at Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. Uh, and to play you an episode, uh, this week's episode. It was so funny. We have the new New York on. We have Crappy Lake. And we just wanted to, you know, to check in with you guys and say hi and and show you some of the stuff we're up to. This is a great episode that we love so much with writer and podcaster Elizabeth Day. She's so funny. She's so smart. And we tell you some of the stuff we've been up to on Garbage World. Also, um, just things for you guys to check out. You know, I remember last year we did a great episode about shirt. Deanna Chang couldn't find shirt. And over at Garbage World, we do a new episode now that we found shirt. We go to Jean, looking for Jean, and we have a celebrity stylist on to help us with that huge question. Um, So much fun stuff we're up to. Go to Casey and Danielle's Garbage World. But also, here's just an episode, to uh, a full episode, just to touch down with the new New York ladies and the ones of old, plus Atlanta and OC is really giving us a season and we're so excited about it. But um, we love you guys. We miss you guys. Thank you guys for those of you who are with us at Garbage World. And here's just something to talk about. Oh, and we also talk about we had a, a watch party for the uh, an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with, uh, you know, the one where Kyle and the dinner party from hell and We talk about that because it sort of became the watch party from hell. And we talk about a little bit about that, which is going on in the garbage world as well. It's been a wild ride. Um, So much going on in the Discord. We're having so much fun over there with so many great comments. And you guys are so funny. And we've been so appreciative for all of you. So check out this episode, this week's episode with Elizabeth Day. It was a wild ride. And we hope you guys are having a great summer. See you soon. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. How are you this fine morning? (laughs) Danielle. (laughs) You know, I didn't get much sleep, Danielle, and my voice is actually kind of gone. You want to tell us why? Yeah. So I'm in London. You know, it's... um, eight-hour time difference from L.A. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exactly like totally on the time zone yet, but we had a live stream last night in which we watched the dinner party from hell and it became the live stream from hell slash heaven. It was one of the best performing, best best slash worst performing experiences of my entire life. And it started at 1.30 in the morning and it ended at about 4, I want to say, (laughs) 3.45 in the morning, my time. And I wouldn't yeah. have had it any other way. Danielle, can you tell the audience what happened? And before you even start to think to yourself it was a tech issue. It for was shame. Not. For shame. Because the amount of money, time, energy, expertise yeah, that we have shame. spent on take on tech. Kate, our amazing producer, has been like checking and rechecking. Like just we have we you guys are in good hands as far as tech. We had done a tech rehearsal for this. The goal was to watch. Dinner Party from Hell, the same way you might do like a DVD commentary, you know, like movie commentary where it's playing. We're all watching together. Danielle and I are piping in with witty sides. You guys are talking. Yeah, you're chatting. Chat. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or whatever that was yeah. called, right? That was the goal, you know. 
yeah, so we are all going. It's going great. I've never looked better. Casey is in bed enjoying a Fifth Avenue bar because, again, it is like 1.30. I was stuck, was stuck in my thumb and curled up against the pillows. And people said that was hard for, harder for them to see than certain horrible things in their lives they've ever seen. So people said Go it was on. harder than seeing everything that they've ever seen. But anyway, so... We're going along great. We're watching the intros of the ladies. We see a young Taylor, you know, someone said Lisa Vanderpump from Vanderpump Rules. People were shocked. You know what I mean? Like these that were into it. Ken was alive and well. And Danielle thought he looked hot. I thought he looked hot, guys. He had his shirt open. I've never he you know, he wasn't just like shuffling around a kitchen saying, did you know this is, <laughs> this is when Kyle's hair was like to her knees. Kim Richards was back. It was going great. We had Kyle's old nose before she got, you know, in Halloween, yep. whatever happened in that her before back. We had Adrian Maloof, and we were reminded of how terrible her decor was. And her marriage. Yes, everyone yep. was still married. Things were great when suddenly... Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> we get this. This is the greatest story ever. Okay. We get, all of a sudden, everything goes blank. And Casey and Kate and I are like, issued back to a different Zoom room. And the conversation is still going on in the other Zoom room where everyone's going, what's going on? We don't see Casey and Danielle. We don't see the video. We get an email that says basically that we have been kicked out because YouTube, which we didn't realize we were streaming on YouTube, picked up <laughs> on the fact that we were basically pirating an episode and showing copyrighted material, uh, you know, a copyrighted show. And look, had we made that easy for people to find since we'd both posted on Instagram? Yes. We thought, look, we're in a closed circuit here. This is just us. It's just garbage world. No problem. There was a problem. Now, we are kind of freaking out because it's only been, we've been on the air, air, I put in quotes, for like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. So Caitlin's like, they're going to shut down this room. Like she knew somehow that there was only like a minute left for her to put information into people's brains. And Danielle and I are kind of panicking. And so Caitlin's writing in the chat, like, new, new link coming. We're going to, we were like, let's just go to a new room. Like, we're going to fool YouTube, okay? So yes, Caitlin no, then hastily and frantically, frantically writes an email to everyone in Garbage World. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you received it. And <laughs> it probably terrified you. It just simply said, subject line, we were reported. <laughs> Body of the email, a link. That's it. A new link. So then we get everyone from the old room goes into the slowly people start appearing. Yeah. They've gotten the email. We reported it. People that weren't even on the first recording got an email saying we were reported. So now they're checking in because they're like, what happened? Reported. We have been reported about what? It almost felt like spam or like a cry for help as though you and I were like something bad had happened, you know? Or like the garbage world was shut down. We were reporting. Exactly. We just didn't know. People started filtering into this room now. We, we, we've we said that we were going to watch this. So then we decide the only way to do it <laughs> is <laughs> us to get onto Peacock. Uh-huh. <laughs> get onto Peacock and stream it for you guys on our devices like so, and show you it like you're like we're holding up a phone so you guys can watch it. OK, so first we find out that Casey can't get Peacock in London and then I only have Peacock <laughs> with commercials. Can so you? That was so upsetting to find out. So upset. You're sitting through commercials when you make your living off watching Bravo shows. Look, it, it's because I haven't redone it up okay. and I just don't feel like that figuring was really it out. Hard Everybody to see and was hear. like telling me they would pay for me to get on Peacock without commercials. <laughs> I will. The lowest. Okay. So then poor Caitlin, go on. So poor Caitlin is like, okay, I'm going to stream it. So Caitlin has to, and she, 
with her own hands, lift up a computer and hold it so we can all watch it. Now, unfortunately, Caitlin is on the East Coast at this point. <laughs> We're all on different coasts. Well, hold on. Don't forget, Caitlin's hands are shaking because she's so unnerved and she's having to hold it up pretty high. So it's just a computer bouncing up and down. And we're like yelling, brightness up, volume down. I'm like, Caitlin, shut the curtains. There's a glare. I People mean, are getting is- seasick. Hold it still, Kate. I was Kate. crying with laughter. It really was something so chaotic, but hilarious about it. What people were saying in the chats were the funniest things I've fucking ever seen. It was so fucking funny. So funny. So we're in room two now, basically. Suddenly, we were like, let's just watch the dinner party from hell. That's That's all. Just that scene. Just that scene. So we see it all. We see the medium tell Kyle that she will never be fulfilled. We see, we forgot what, or I forgot one detail, which is that she said to Kyle, once your kids are grown, you have nothing in common anymore. And wow, that hit me like a like a fucking truck because I was like that's exactly when this is happening her kids are grown like it was crazy so we got to like see that we finish basically that scene and then we get kicked out again you guys somehow (laughs) people were like there's a fucking rat in here there's a mole so then Caitlin gets in the discord and into the chat and sends a new link now reminder we are now an hour 20 minutes and this is a third link I'm exhausted I am. I thought the show was going to be 45 minutes. <laughs> a third link comes through, but Kate in her haste. And Caitlin is freaking out. Like, I've never heard her like this. I've never seen her shaken. She forgets, with love, to send that link again. But I actually think it's for the best. Like, you know, it's like just bothering her It's been again. an hour and a half already. Like, we people have been in two rooms. Now we're in the third room. But we yeah. realized Caitlin only put the third link into the Discord. And, you know, we wanted everybody to have it. Well, like we were nearing, you know, hour 40 at this point. So we'd already been in the third room for a while. So Caitlin sends the email. I'm like ready to sign off again. Hour 40 and with love. And Danielle's yelling, you're hosting this. <laughs> and then new people get that email. And now the numbers are climbing. And basically, we just had to keep hosting. It was like a, people said it was like a telethon. It was like, someone said it looked like election coverage. (laughs) Because the numbers kept going up because you guys kept getting these emails that were saying, like these chaotic emails that are like, we've been kicked out. (laughs) People start chiming in and just wondering what's happening. And we're almost about to sign off. And then this poor man, Brett. Brett's like, hey guys, just got here. What's happening? People are like, oh, Brett. Brett. (laughs) So we had to recap and then people kept coming and then everyone's answering the phone. I mean, it was just a literally, I was truly crying, tears pouring down my face with laughter. It was one of the funniest like Uh, things. Maybe I'm overselling it, but I don't think so. It was so fucking funny. You guys were funny and then we had everybody just tell us what medication they're on in the chat. (laughs) And what doses. Then we had everyone tell us the skin product they can't live without, which to me are the only two questions, you know, like we ever need answers. Then Vanessa Bayer comes on the show. I mean, it was wild. Vanessa Bayer had been texting Casey. And I had taken my sleep medication by that point. Yes. So I was basically slumped, not really talking and letting no. Vanessa host with you. So but I was there. Vanessa, Vanessa and I start hosting and Casey is nodding off. <laughs> it was the best. So Caitlin, <laughs> bottom line, okay. Caitlin taped all of this and recorded it, and we are putting it out as a special episode because it truly was an LOL. And people were trying to say this was like some, you know, Gen X millennial shit, but like, you know, next time, yes, we will use Twitch. Mistakes were made, I guess, but I don't put it on us at all. No, I put it on No, we had a great tech. I put it on the snitch. I put it on YouTube. Yeah, there's a rat in here. 
There's a rat. Guys, oh, but man. keep a listen because it was the funniest. I mean, I'm exhausted from it. I'm utterly exhausted. But it was so funny. Um, but we also have, let's just get to the show because we have an yes. incredible guest today. Yes. Now, this woman, her name is Elizabeth Day. She is a novelist, a journalist, a podcaster of a very popular podcast called Very Popular. Elizabeth Day. She is a writer. Uh, she has a new book called Magpie available in the States. Um, I This woman is just fantastic, so funny. She's been on the podcast before, and um, I'm just in awe of her. She's pure class, gorgeous observations, so funny. She knows the housewives in and out. Here she is. Please welcome Elizabeth Day. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Elizabeth, welcome. Now, I am really welcoming you because yeah. I've never met you despite the fact that you've both been on the show and sat in my nook in my kitchen and met my father. Paul. Yes. <laughs> now, let's, let's explain the circumstances to which Elizabeth was on our podcast before. We had invited her on many years ago. She yes. is a journalist. She's famous and has a gorgeous British accent. So, of course, and yeah. so, of course, we needed her on the show. And very glowy skin. Go on. Yes. Oh, I mean, really. I think I'm just sweating. I'm sweating. No, you look amazing. <laughs> but, but so we invited her on the podcast. And that night, Casey went into, like, emergency labor. Like, it wasn't expected. She had sort of a condition, can I say? Three weeks early, yeah. Three weeks early. <laughs> Three work weeks early. So Casey goes into labor. But, of course, the show must go on. And it must. I was like, as I was being wheeled out, I was like, Yay, do the podcast! <laughs> so then, of course, I enter Casey's house. Her father, Paul Wilson, is there in anticipation of the baby and Elizabeth. So it's me, Elizabeth, and Paul Wilson on the mic. It is a wild threesome. Also, I have to say, you were both so sweet because I'm a huge Bitch Sesh fan and now a huge Garbage World fan and paid subscriber, which I oh, highly recommend. Thank you. Wow. Bougie, bougie bitch. We make our <laughs> guests pay. Just know nobody yeah. gets a free ride in this town. Even our guests Yeah, So sorry, but can't do it. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this. I wrote you, I basically have some friends in LA and they are one step removed from you, Casey. And I got one of them to forward an email from me basically saying, I love you both. Please have me on the podcast. That's right. I forgot that you begged to do it via a friend. Yes, you were kind enough not to dismiss me as an absolutely insane stalker. <laughs> and you invited me to your home, but you're right. You weren't there. <laughs> Simply wasn't there. And Danielle didn't tell me why, because I think you were being really respectful of I was. You know, the whole situation. And you were professionalism personified, I might say, Danielle. Thank you. And we recorded the whole thing. And I was like, this is a life highlight. This is incredible. I'm in the nook. And then Paul Wilson announced <laughs> that you had given birth. <laughs> <laughs> Like, on the podcast and he must he made it that it was on the podcast he he is so inappropriate and i mean and then announced the baby's name remember danielle do you remember that elizabeth i was like paul no like i had to like <laughs> sit on him i was like no you cannot do this and paul's like i'm doing it I was like, this is my <laughs> podcast paul i was like this is mine and oh he was like i'm taking God. the reins <sighs> Elizabeth, I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. I have to, it was such a special experience. And otherwise I would never have got to meet 
Paul Wilson. And <laughs> there's not many people who can say that they have met Paul Wilson in those specific circumstances where his daughter is going no. But months later, so I live in London, but I love LA. So months later, I went back to LA. And Casey, there is no reason why you would remember this, but I used to be obsessed with Flywheel and particularly obsessed with Lacey Stone, who I think, even though I'm straight, I had a, like a full-blown crush on. And I came out of one of her classes. I've written a bit of an essay about her in my book. Go on. <laughs> I've, re I've read your book and I loved it. I love Lacey. I love Lacey. I sweat very easily anyway, but after a Flywheel class, I was literally, I was just more water than human. And I accosted you at the lockers in Flywheel. And I was like, you've never met me, but I've been on bitch session the night that you gave us. And you were absolutely <laughs> delightful. You were so kind to me. So that is my bitch session story. Oh God, it's so hard to say, but you know, I'd forgotten that. And that's just because after Flywheel, I was almost always needed to almost be taken away in a stretcher. <laughs> Every time was like a blur. I'm so happy to see you in just normal, I hope, circumstances. I'm in London as well. It feels good that we're both here, you know, on this time zone together. And welcome. Welcome Thank back. You. Welcome Thank back. And I'm you. glad it could just be the two of us and not while in the midst of Casey giving birth to her second child. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a wild night. But so glad to have you back and also glad to have you back on such an important bitch sesh because Nate, the new New York just debuted. And I'm and I just want to hear, yep. you know, obviously, if you're a fan of The Real Housewives, like, where do you stand as 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 someone who basically, you know, is is not even a, a you know, an American? Where do you stand? <laughs> where do you stand on this new New York as as yeah. a foreigner, but as a as a, mm -hmm. you know, as a as a fan? I'm a foreigner, but I think I speak fluent Real Housewives. Thank I, I wow. believe that I could do a PhD in housewives culture. Housewivery. Housewivery. Um, I'm so glad we're starting with this because I have so many thoughts. Great. And primarily, my main thought is I don't like change. So that's the caveat. I don't love change. And Real Housewives of New York has traditionally been my favorite franchise, other than the yeah. last season where it all went to shit. But I have loved those women. They have seen me through so much. I rewatched the whole thing during the pandemic from season one wow. up to the Aww. present day. And I have to say, it stands up to scrutiny. So the new, the reboot, other than Jenna Lyons, who I think I'm Lacey Stone level obsessed with, and that's, I'm wearing a, Lena, a Jenna Lyons tribute shirt today. I'm not right now because I just came from workout, but just know I've changed my whole look since meeting her. Just know that. Yes. And I've changed my whole look since listening to your interview with her. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, you're in a gorgeous silk shirt that's almost kind of mo both pink and maroon stripes that looks just gorgeous and kind of open in the front. And it's very becoming, as Thank my mom you. would say, very becoming. <laughs> I know. I was like, who are you, Casey? Becoming? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I like your, I like to see your rouge and your uh, pocketbook next to you. <laughs> next to your slacks? Is she wearing a smart pair of slacks? <laughs> and also behind you, the Davenport couch. Yeah. Oh. And I hope that you have a, a, a soft pair of dungarees near you. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you don't like change. Okay, I don't like change. So other than Jenna Lyons, I didn't love this first episode. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. One is that I am of an age now, I'm 44, where either I want to be looking at older women who have been through some stuff, 
or I want to be looking at people in their 20s and thinking, <laughs> thank goodness I don't have to be there anymore. And I don't have to be dating the castmates of Summer House. <laughs> I realise that I don't want relatability in an age sense because it wow. kind of throws up where I'm not in my life. And it also, with the new cast of New York, I feel like they're not very nice. <laughs> now, wow. do, do housewives have to be nice? That's a whole other discussion. But I do want to have a point of access. And actually, I just feel, other than Jenna Lyons, they're bitchy. They're the popular girls at school who probably wouldn't have liked me. And I think that what I seek in a brilliant Housewives franchise is the perfect balance of substance and eccentricity. So an individual housewife, to be a great, I believe has to have substance and eccentricity in their personality. And there has to be a balance between those two qualities in the cast. Now, my issue with the new Roni is that there's not enough substance and the eccentricity is faked. It's not authentic mm. to me. Again, wow. other than Jenna Lyons, who is my queen in all things. Mm. Mm. Wow. wow. These That's... are scholarly views, <laughs> I feel, in a great way. You're So in a way, you're, you're ageist against your, your own age, in a way. <laughs> yes, exactly yes, that. And that's okay. Exactly that. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. I actually loved it, but I'm really, and I'm not just saying this in the way that, like, you know, Heather Dubrow said to Gina, I hear you. Yeah. I really do hear you. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this, you know? Now, I want to say I am not as deep of a pool of a person as you are. I'm going to say I'm very shallow. <laughs> so what I loved about it... Yeah, we're on the Baja yes. shelf right now. Yeah, you're... like you're in the deep, deep end. <laughs> you're at the bottom in that submarine. No, I am... I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You've exploded against all odds. Yeah. Against no and odds. That... And and that will be what happens, but but I'm like they're pretty to look at, and they have money, and those things will carry me across the void. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, money. I would argue I like money. If I may, Elizabeth, just add a third prong yes. off of what you're saying, which is I like extreme wealth or faking of wealth as things are being like repossessed i don't want to see a middle ground i don't no. want to see where i am which is like paying my mortgage hopefully wanting a little more you know feeling bad yes. if i buy something too expensive i don't want to see that no so i did appreciate the wealth yeah i loved seeing all of their houses i mean size house in Brooklyn. I mean, and now we're in Brooklyn and we're not ashamed to be there because don't you remember back in the old days, yes. Alex was in Brooklyn and it seemed like a foreign country to us. We were all like, oh, Brooklyn, like none of those women would even go downtown, let alone across a bridge. But you know what? I? It feels actually, Danielle, I'm sorry, because both of us are in London right now, Elizabeth and I. <laughs> wow. You really? coming against me because I'm not Did across the it? pond. Well, wow. You're not across the pond like we are and where, where we are. We, it reminds me a little bit of Ladies of London. I think that's an excellent call, actually. And I think Ladies of London exists, obviously, within the Housewives universe, but it's a little bit of a spin-off. And maybe I'm too guilty of wanting the same exact characters. The old guard. 
the old guard. Ladies of London, it took a while to grow on me, but then I loved it. And I rewatched that during the pandemic as well. <laughs> oh, I love Ladies of London and miss it love. every single day. Why the fuck didn't they do it again? I don't know. I actually interviewed Caroline Stanbury for my podcast recently when she went on Real Housewives of Dubai. <laughs> Um, and did she have thoughts? I don't love her on Dubai. I liked her no, more I with the ladies either. of London. She's like not enough in the mix in Dubai. And it's always just like her and her young husband in a bed asking for smoothies. And I just needed her a little more out and about, even though Casey is in her bed asking for a smoothie right now. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. But the difference is that Casey does not have a chihuahua defecating on that bed, that which I believe true. was the issue with the Caroline Sanbury. <laughs> those it's scenes. a very tough issue. You know, now your podcast, because it's about, tell us the name of it. It's called How to Fail. So what's interesting to me is because it's stories of people who have kind of failed in something and maybe like how they got through it, et cetera. Did Caroline Stanbury discuss her business that we all watched on Ladies of London kind of crumble? That where it was like a business where you like would buy high end gifts. Gift library. Gift library. Thank she you. did. That was one of her failures. So I asked yeah. in advance of recording to come up with three times that they failed in their life. And that was yeah. one of them. Wow. I'm very hurt I haven't been asked to be on because no one has more failures than me. I was going to say, I got a list of them. <laughs> I got a lot of failures for you, sweetie. You know, it's so interesting. When I first started doing the podcast in 2018, almost all of the women that I approached to be my first guests, almost all of them said, oh my God, I failed so many times. I can't whittle it down to three. And all of the men, bar one, said, I just don't think I have failed. Don't think I'm right for this podcast. Jesus fucking <laughs> no. Christ. I promise you. That's changed a lot as it's grown, but I think that's so interesting. Oh, okay. That anecdote, I saw Barbie today, which is honestly absolutely brilliant. No Truly. spoilers, Casey. No I spoilers. It, it is brilliant. You will scream with laughter. I cried many times. It's it's a triumph. I, I'm not like joking, but they do have commentary on how men like see themselves like it's just so comical that they're like nope never failed it was yeah. reminiscent <laughs> but no spoilers just never categorized it like that <laughs> i would say my life is mostly failures with tiny little successes like <laughs> bookending it but it's like god oh my god what must that what's what must that be like to live your life thinking that nothing was failure God. But yeah. you have huge guests on your podcast. You have Phoebe Waller-Bridge as your initial guest. That's insane. Gloria Steinem. I mean, yeah. my fucking God. What, like, can, can you think you could give us a, <laughs> a connection, the email yeah. address? You think? <laughs> I, yeah. Gloria Steinem came on and she is obviously a hero of mine. And at the very end, she said this beautiful thing where she's like, Elizabeth, I feel with you that I just had to wait for some of my friends to be born. And I was like, OK, well, that's made my life. And now we're going to be best friends. Never heard from her again, obviously. Then, I almost started crying and now I'm I know, upset. I know. But then a few weeks went by and she was like best friends with Meghan Markle and I felt really jealous. I was like, well, there's no, I'm now just, I'm surplus to requirements. Seems like you, you failed at that friendship. It's like, I know. How <laughs> to fail. I'm oh, sorry. Maybe she wanted that. That was the lesson she was teaching you. Yeah. Oh, Casey, I love that. Yes, I'll take it. That's a read. Can we, I don't want to talk about my podcast. I want to talk about The Real Housewives of New York. Okay, great. What, so I want to be convinced by you because I feel like I'm, I am very pliable. <laughs> what I love about this, and it was something Vanessa Bayer said actually last night on our, on our um, 
simulcast, I'll call it. <laughs> our disaster cast, our lives. Talk yeah. about how to fail. Um, but uh, she said, what I like about this, and I agree, is that it's a new show. It's a new. It's not and just like that. It's 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 a new show. We have the old old cast and we're going to see them. I'm so excited about their girls trip, though. I don't need Kristen Takeman. I'll take Takeman. <laughs> but um, I'm excited about that. I, I, I'm loving Crappy Lake. These little morsels, half hour, little niblets. Great. And this is a new show. So that's what I'm trying to appreciate it as its own Thing. And as its own thing, I'm loving Bryn. She's a lot of fun. She's going to be a mess. I really love Uba. Says Uba doesn't seem like she's seen the show before, which I appreciate. I think Bryn's trouble, just flagging that. Yeah, oh, she's trouble, but that's why we like her. And that's why, like, she was like, I'm single. Did you guys see when Andy Combe was like, um, yes. Or she was like, I'm single. And he asked her, which is, you know, the hottest house husband. And she said, Mauricio. And he goes, well, he's available. I was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Um, it felt like such a just kind of unconscious, like just someone speaking the truth so quick. It's like, where are you from? It's like, Virginia. Like, it just came out of his mouth, you know, the truth. Yeah. So I'm excited. You know, there's Jessel, who seems to ha- hate her husband. And that's tough to watch. <laughs> but that's husband. See, I want way more of Jessel and her husband. I want way more of their sex Agreed. life. I want a lot more. And I think we're going to get a lot more. Like, I want to dig in on that sex life stuff to to degrees that would shock and awe. Like, bring the camera in the bedroom. I want to see them attempt this. <laughs> Do you think that their bed is mattressed in bootle? Because Jessel seems to have a bootle obsession. Like, every single fiber <laughs> of her apartment is this, like, white mottled creation, which can't be that practical with young children. I mean, that's probably why she's so stressed. Yeah, all that white. Can you imagine? It's like Kim Kardashian's house. I'm just like, there's not... I mean, if I... I have like a bit of a white bath mat and I'm like, it's ruined. Like, I, <laughs> you can't have anything white in your house. And it's so white. But I also feel like, you know, she has... We're getting right into like sex and who's having it and who's not like in the old days we would have. And again, not to compare, but, you know, we would have had Ramona that's never, you know, doesn't can't even talk about sex. But then is like doing every man over 60 in in New York. You know what I mean? Like, I like that they're, they're talking about sex. But I agree with you, Elizabeth, in that we are talking about sex, but it feels controlled. Yes. You know, there's it, it does feel like because I also read that Jenna Lyons Again, who knows if this is true, has like a full relationship she didn't include on the show, which is very not great. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I don't know. Now, I I liked Aaron. I felt like, oh, Aaron's our way in personally, you know, Um, and I enjoyed seeing her, you know, then her cheese gave money to the Trumps. I'm like, maybe that's an Israel thing. I don't know. That was disappointing to hear. Yeah, that's tough to hear because she was my way in on some level. I love, you know, just as a Jewish person to have a great Jewish housewife. But again, hearing the Trump stuff, well, then it makes me feel the need to. Here's the thing about wanting to have a great Jewish housewife. We all want to have, there's just not one great housewife. So I think we can all let go of wanting to see ourselves on that screen. I don't think we should want to see ourselves. If I was like, there's my Italian ladies in Jersey. (laughs) No. They're making us look proud. All to say, I just don't feel bad, Danielle. They're all horrible. Yeah, they really are. I I, I always try trying to like relate and build up. But if anyone heard the 
Jill Zarin, Bethany Frankel podcast this week. That was, you know, of course you did. (laughs) Elizabeth, what did you think of that? Yeah, thoughts on that. Um, I loved it. I went on a walk specifically so I could listen to it. Me too! I hate going on a walk. (laughs) Clear the schedule! (laughs) Change everything! (laughs) Mommy's got to listen to this! (laughs) Just inject it into my veins. It's just, (laughs) I, um, I mean, they were just both so completely themselves on that podcast. They just can't help, they can't help being the most stereotype versions of those characters that we see on screen. And I think that's what I miss in this reboot, which you're right, we should consider a new program. The The issue sometimes with amazing reality TV is that there's always this arc where the first series, no one really watches, the second season and the third, they're like the cult hits. The fourth and fifth, everyone's watching. And then the sixth and seventh onwards, the castmates understand the game so they know that they're being filmed they're very kind of aware and that's what I think you nailed Casey that idea of it all being quite controlled you can see the cogs turning they all understand the image making process of it whereas what I loved about the Bethany and Jill podcast was that I mean, they they sort of understand it, but they get beyond it. They just can't help themselves. They're both unhinged. They're both both unhinged. unhinged. That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) It was just two women screaming over each other, but they weren't like screaming at each other. It was just screaming over each other. I've never heard, you know, like when girls make that, like they cheer and they all go like, woo, in the same exact tone. That's what it felt like. Just one big like, woo. (laughs) I was like, I can't even tell them apart at points. It was wild. And the way that like, it gave me anxiety, but like in the best way, because they both have such high energy and just are like, like that's what, that was the sound I heard while you were hearing, woo, I heard the entire time. And like, Jill kept saying, Allie, 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 didn't I say this? And Bethany going, no, don't Allie, no Allie, no Allie. (laughs) It was so, like, unhinged. Do you believe, do you believe that Jill had no idea that the cameras were at Bobby's funeral? Well, to begin with, I'm a very credulous person. So to begin with, I was like, I believe that totally. Me too, me too, obviously. I was like, yes, I believe you, Jill. And I still do, go on. Yeah. I still I still err on the side of believing her. Believe women, please, Elizabeth. Exactly. <laughs> ah, That's please. my yeah. um, But then when she was getting into the weeds of, I asked them to set up a Shiva, but not come to the actual one, but to have one, just to render it Ramona. I was that like, was wait, wait. So you did want, you did want something filmed. So then I was like, and then she said, and I didn't, I liked what they did with it. It's just that they never asked my permission. So I, both, all things can be true. We we live in a nuanced world. Oh, I think she loved it, but she's kind of trying to be like, I mean, I didn't know, but I loved it. Yeah. I think she knew, but doesn't want to say she knew. So she never signed the release. So she's all about, there's no release. I didn't sign a release. Allie, Allie, tell them I didn't sign a release. And so I think she knew, but didn't want to have like the culpability of being that person who has the funeral filmed. So again, I think that there's like a split the diff. I can see Jill inside during the funeral being like, why aren't they coming inside? Are the cameras up? Are they out there? We'll tell them to come inside. Allie, Allie. Yeah, Allie. And it's like, they've started. Someone's eulogizing him. I did, I did, of course, understand her point of like wanting Bobby to be, like tribute to be paid to him. And I totally got that. 
I think Jill's a very nice person. I do. I agree. I, I think she's thirsty Whoa. as hell. I think she's thirsty as hell, but I, I think she's got a nice heart. I do. I don't. No? no. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, mean, okay. I think that her 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 desire, her, her sort of desperate desire to still be Bethany's friend, that's what drives so much of her behavior. Yeah. But I can completely relate to that as a very, very needy person myself. Yeah, like you with Gloria Steinem. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, Gloria is Bethany and I am Jill Zarin. And that's <laughs> that's the message I'm getting today. <laughs> well, no, as Bethany said, she's Michael Jordan. To call herself I know. Michael Jordan and then to call Jill Scotty Pippen when we have Larsa Pippen right in our Housewives universe, it felt odd to me. Look, I don't think Jill's a good person. I think she's always out for herself, but so am I. So am I a bad person? I guess none of us are great. You are not always out for yourself, Danielle. You're literally like always out for everyone. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like, I like she is selfish, intense, like even like having Bethany like, but we fed you, you know, like she wanted that in her. Like we fed you, we helped you, we fed you soup. And Bobby took care of you when you didn't have, you know, a sandwich. But that's true. Well, we can hold two truths, which is she did all of that. Yes, but this is where they were hashing it all out. Exactly what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought it was quite vulnerable and like kind of sad when Joel was like, I wanted to go on the ride with you. I don't know. I was like, she's like, yeah, that's the truth. Like, I was like, oh, I have respect that she's actually just sort of saying it. You know, I did. No, I get that. And I, I, I also thought she was vulnerable just to say, like, look, I wasn't jealous. I just wanted to be on the ride with you because I've had that thought myself. Mm. And I don't know how you go on the ride with someone. <laughs> like, oh, I, I'll hitch my wagon. <laughs> Ooh, I'll hitch my wagon. Casey, what do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> Hitching, hitch, hitch away. <laughs> You're dragging me. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> Stop. I, I mean, look, we're all dragging behind someone else's, you know. It's just what we're doing in this life. I didn't believe her, of course, when she was like, I'm not thirsty. It's like, well, well, yes, you are. But, you know, Mm. I just think Bethany's unhinged. I just would 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 gently guide everyone to Bryn's now doing um, some makeup to to, uh, testimonials on Instagram in the same vein as Bethany. Mm hmm. Just gently guide everyone Wait, there. Bethany's daughter or Bryn Whitfield on oh, no, the re- Bethany's daughter. Bethany's, Bethany's daughter. daughter. Okay. Who, and we don't talk about children, but we can guide people to various various destinations. <laughs> to go take a take Gander. a second. You know, you could pause us. You could go. <laughs> could go right now. We'll wait. Submit it without comment. Just go. Um now. You know, I enjoyed the show. I did. I just think, it, to your point, it's very hard to move past our old friends. It just is. And it just is. And for me, as time has gone on, because I've seen, I saw it a long time ago, and then I mm-hmm. rewatched it. And I think, first I thought it's great that Crappy Lake is out there because we're getting a little shot in the arm of our old friends. But sort of seeing them is weirdly now making me almost miss them more when I rewatched mm-hmm. New York again, if that makes sense. But I'm saying that they can both exist. I don't know, though. Did, did, could you have imagined Lou and Sonia waltzing in Jenna Lyons' door? What that alchemy would do to the room? I mean, these women are a little put, they're put together in a way that I think you're right. But I still think it's a fun, great show. I do. I mean, again, I said it, but, but you know, someone drinking iced coffee, a dog drinking iced coffee out of a bowl is something I'm interested in personally as, a, as programming. <laughs> but that's all Jenna Lyons. 
I, I mean, Erin saying Jenna's quirky because she doesn't like dill, but she does like parsley. Now, is she quirky? Yes. Yes. But they're saying that she's like, they're just pointing to things that I'm like, what? That's like just a human being with different tastes. But she is an odd, odd duck. And I and that is the biggest compliment to give. Yeah. And the fact that Jenna Lyons said on our podcast, we were like, oh, why aren't you guys telling that restaurant? You know, the name of it, which is out there if you Google it. But She's like, we all decided as a cast not to reveal it because that would be bad for their business. And in my head, I was like, red flag, red flag. I don't want a cast with a consciousness like that, no. where they're all making a solid decision not to ruin a business. I want a cast that's ready to burn a, you know, bustling business to the ground. <laughs> you want chaos, a little bit yeah, of chaos. chaos. Yes. There's no chaos. The way that Marlo is willing to take Candy's restaurant all of them down to the studs. <laughs> yes, no exactly. <laughs> to be like, hey, remind me, how many people have been shot outside your restaurant? <laughs> That's what I want. Yes. How many flowers did you not send? But I, yes. I think you're, I think in my head, I just need to retitle it and think of it as Girlfriends of New York. Girlfriends. And not as real house. And then I'll be okay with it. Yes. And also I should say one thing I've learned <laughs> through my life is that my first impressions, I always think that they are like spot on. And I always think, yes, I've got really good instincts. But that has historically not been shown to be true. But it's interesting because <laughs> my first impression was I absolutely loved it. And then I hear you. I'm just so like, what's the word when you just go with the wind? I hear you and I'm like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> I'm exactly yeah. the same. I loved it. I've been telling everyone. I'm like, I love it. You just have to, you do have to retrain your brain. You know, it's like you have to retrain your brain to like, like, not eating sugar or to like exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Crappy Lake for a second? Please. Let's go mudding, Danielle. Let's go, go mudding. Now, first of all, the fact that Sonia is getting laid within two days of being in Crappy Lake. Okay, now, are you now calling her Sonia too? Or no, Sonia. Sorry, I it, I don't know. Sonia and Sanya on Atlanta. <laughs> no, but Lou is just calling her Sanya to such a point that I think it's penetrating. It's you, penetrating. I think yeah. you know. I yes. just go with Lou wherever she is, and I, Lou's never looked better. Lou has looked. Agreed. I mean, she is stunning. Our girlfriend Nicole Shabtai chased Lou down last night at the Beverly Hills Hotel, <laughs> made her take a picture with her, and guys, I mean, no filter, nothing. Holy. Fuck, Lou looks good. She, I mean, whatever she's doing is working for her. What, what do you think she is doing? Like, how do you have that body? I just, I need to actually know. <laughs> I think she's working her ass off. Yeah. Yoga, everything. She doesn't look pulled and plucked and Botoxed and filled like so many housewives. That's got to be also just great jeans. I mean, just truly. Mm. But she works her ass off, I bet. Like Elle McPherson style. Like, I think she's doing it. But it's interesting because we never really see her working out that much. You know, some of them we see them like go on their runs. Like we know the exercise routines of some of them. I don't feel like I see her every second, you know? Like Tam Tamara's never not in the gym. It's exactly. just not her gym anymore. R.I.P. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Thank you. But I have to say that like... I love these two women. I love that Sonia's Sonia's getting laid within two minutes of being there and goes mudding with this guy from Louisiana. He's off. Then I also love the way that these two women, anytime they, they go to meet the mayor, who like basically works at a strip mall, anytime they go to meet the mayor, they get in their like fanciest clothes. <laughs> like, have you noticed that? It makes me laugh so hard every single time. They're like, we're going to meet the mayor. And they get on like their formal wear. 
It's so Guffman-esque. It's Schitt's Creek-esque. It's just... Did the producers plant that guy for Sonia? How? How does one plant a guy? What did she say about having sex with him, Danielle, that was so she, crazy? She, I can't... What did she... Do I have it here? Like, he basically... I don't know what she said, but she said something amazing. <laughs> <laughs> something that, like, she couldn't keep up with him or he was bouncing her all around. And, like, she... It was just so crass and insane. <laughs> but Lou looks like a million bucks. They're up to wild stuff. Oh, wait, this was my favorite moment. So at one point, they're like, planning to make a playground for the town yes. like they've mm-hmm. got so many jobs <laughs> and lose like string lights hang it like a cabaret and do this and do this and then the someone calls them okay who was it it was like someone they don't know calls yes. and it was a man and they're he just says hello and they're jockeying to talk to a voice that just might be a man that's single <laughs> It was crazy. Like, immediately, they were like, get him, Michael, get out of here. And it was just a guy said hello. They don't even know who he is. And they're just like, it's a man. <laughs> like, they just never met more men-hungry, horny-ass women. In May my we room. all be so horny at that age. God bless them. They've also got great game. I yes. feel like the world is split into two types of people. Those that get offered drugs on a night out and those that don't. Now, I'm in the latter category. No one has ever offered No one's drugs. ever no, offered me. Ever, okay. <laughs> never me. Never, never, yeah. never. And I feel like the same can be said for their flirting. Like, they just get men. They just know how to get men in the same way yep. that other people know how to get drugs. And I'm impressed. I doff my cap to them. I think they're amazing. Oh, they're incredible. They don't enter a room with, they're like Terminators, I said. Like, where they just are just like, sussing it out and they're like this person is that like they (laughs) just go in suss out a room and then they finally meet that guy that guy meets them in person there's never been a more serious person you've ever met he's just like got nothing to say he's just serious he thinks they're crazy like and then they're like well we're looking for talent for our talent show and he's like i'm sorry he goes well i'm a rodeo clown and you're like what You've never seen a person make someone laugh or joy less, but he's a rodeo clown. It was, oh my God, this show is It's insane. <laughs> it's just fun. And I do love seeing them. But yeah, it kind of made me sad. I don't know. Something about when it New York aired this week, I felt a little sad. I missed the girls. Because yeah. you miss them all together too. It's, it's not that I don't love seeing Lou and Sony because I do. But I don't know. I had a little nostalgia. Hmm. Like thinking, yeah. wow, that group is done like that is done you know it's like you're happy to be moving forward but you're still like oh wow it actually just sunk in i think this week that like the old roni is done that we know and love what i say to you casey is an old housewife is never done this they're not down for the count i mean yeah sure i could see her doing grocery store testimonials about l'oreal mascara but like uh, you know, I just mean them all together. You know, it's like you can't yeah. go back. They say about your childhood or you can maybe meet up at a wedding, you know, 20 years later, but that's not the same college buds. <laughs> I don't think we've seen the last of them. I don't. All okay. together. We're going to see them on Ultimate Girls Trip in a few months. We got I know. It. We got know. this. Okay, we got we this. We can always rewatch it all again from the beginning. <sighs> at least when we have our memory vaults. You're right. We have our memories. And don't yeah. forget, we're about to also see another girls' trip. Even before the ultimate girls' trip, we're going to get Alex in and Brandy and fucking... I know. You know, I like, know we're going to get oh, such yeah. a wild crew that, like, we, we got... You're we right. Got, 
we, we're okay. We're okay. All right. Thank you guys for lifting me up. I mean, Elizabeth really brought me down. I didn't I, like I, it. I, and then... I brought down by you just now. I know. No, I'm bringing us up but, and really li- yes. having to do some heavy lifting today. Danielle, remember when I first watched it? I was like, I love this. You I was texting did. everyone. And I do. I don't know what I feel. Tell me what to feel someone. I totally agree with you now. I've just left my opinions where they belong in the dumpster. Well, your opinion got me here, but I'm with you, Danielle. Let's just agree that we're going to see them again, because that's really what you have to do when like any sad situation ends is you almost have to tell yourself like, we'll see them again. We thought we'd never see Phaedra again. Remember? I mean, she was basically accused of something. She was like blacklisted. She was. (laughs) And for good reason. She basically accused Candy of trying to like molest Portia against her will. Like. That is a terrible thing to do. And there she was. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. So bright crazy. and breezy. She was bright, bright and breezy. Bright and breezy, a bright spot. <laughs> Not only with Pep, like evangelizing <laughs> literally on the pulpit. <laughs> like, <laughs> opening up her Bible and giving out a few verses here and there. And she was our touchstone. She was yes. our touchstone. Like, I was that like, is- thank God we have that normal person. <laughs> so look again. You're right. You're right. Look, yeah. everybody, We never right. say goodbye. We never say goodbye. Even <laughs> yeah. after death. I mean, Ken's still with us. He's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> You're right. You know what? And the ghost of a lot of people are still with us on the show. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Can we talk about another two great shows that I think have really found their footing, which is Atlanta has found its footing this season. I know. Wow. Do you think I did I did oh, I disagree okay. with you, but okay, um okay. I thought we had a great app. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth, what do you think? You're not into Atlanta this season. Uh I do think the last episode was a saving grace i haven't loved it this season i agree it's been yeah i it's it's been too chaotic i know we said we wanted a little bit of chaos but it's just been too disparate there hasn't been enough consistent storytelling i i love candy i need her to show up more i feel like she's just turning up for her contractually obliged 40 (laughs) minutes or whatever it is um i don't like the new housewives are they housewives or friends of that's i shouldn't even be asking that question no right we shouldn't be asking that question but i don't know who Mignetta or courtney are we should know their roles yes um marlo i have uh, so much empathy for her again i i don't want her to be a full-time housewife uh, Sheree Whitfield, I adore, especially, I mean, I really, I could just watch her do anything. <laughs> I like that you used her, her Christian name. The fact that you <laughs> tagged on a Whitfield was <laughs> as opposed Yeah, I never even like have thought that she's Whitfield in a way, you know, some people you just, it's like saying Madonna, like what was her, la- her Chaconi. real name? Chaconi. Chaconi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough of the she by Sheree, the continuing conversation around she by Sheree. Again, like you, I tried to order things from She by Sheree, was appalled by the price point. So instead I got a send it to Daryl hoodie from La La Kent. But I... And that was too sweet to London, right? I bet it came in two days. Oh my gosh, so quick. And also a very good quality, I might add. Um, but I but I love watching Sheree. I just think that they haven't quite settled into the mix. Having said that, I'm really enjoying them in Portugal because it's giving them an opportunity to sit in those conversations and drew saying that she went to south africa but has never been to africa was a gem a gem of a scene that's just a classic housewife scene that's classic stuff beautiful drew is a classic housewife drew is 
I, you know, it took her a little while to get started, but I think Drew is is a housewife to contend with. I will say that. I don't think these new friends of or anything. I'm not into, you know, Sonia. I'm not into Sonia. Is it, I keep <laughs> this getting one's them. Sonia, that one's Sonia. <laughs> You're There's saying them backwards. <laughs> really can't keep them straight today. Oh, I haven't even mentioned Kenya, who is one of my favorite housewives of all time. So again, it's not an epic season for her, but I do think that she brings like a central gravitas to any scene that she's in from a, from a housewife. A hundred percent. So what I love about Kenya, so they're at lunch, right? The, the strange lunch. That's the weirdest, that brunch, really. Oh. Brunch, excuse me, that Ralph has orchestrated to, quote, send them off to Portugal that then a chef has been hired to do, but all the men are, quote, cooking. Can't get my head around it. Everyone has their man there except for Kenya, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Kenya's guy somehow calls and FaceTimes, which I'm sure she was, like, texting one of the table, like, if you don't fucking call me. So then Courtney is, like, laughing and stuff and kind of, like, touching Kenya with her arms. And Kenya's like, stop touching me. We don't know each other like that. And it was so (laughs) harsh. (laughs) Like, and then Drew was like, that's her boundary. And I'm just like, wow, I did. I felt like that was a bit harsh, no? Guys. Uh, so harsh. As a person that has been told not to touch people. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> at the concert with the, what, where did we with go my with feet? your... We went to go see okay. Mary Chapin Carpenter yeah. and I was told not to you kick. got in trouble. But I am one of those people who like grabs onto people or who's like, oh my God. And I like touch someone's shoulders. So I have been a person that has been told like, you're you're touching me and I find this uncomfortable. <laughs> but by a girlfriend you're at lunch with sitting next to you? Not a girlfriend, but a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's the low like when that happens you want the world to swallow you you're like i need to get out of here and i can't walk out the door so if the earth could swallow me i'd really appreciate it like that's how it feels it really made me laugh when kenya was making fun of scotley um scotley is marlo's gentleman right that's his name scotley scotley when scotley's strange like outfit and then in her testimonial Kenya was like now did Lay eBay not have any more clothes <laughs> oh, calling Marlo's so funny. thing eBay made me die also I thought it was interesting um that someone is suing Drew like an old chef is suing her for a thousand dollars I thought that that was such a like housewife's thing to be sued for a thousand dollars like you're gonna spend more in court payments it's crazy i this is not a particularly original thing to say i hate ralph i think he is so awful and insincere and does everything for the cameras to show what a good partner he's being when ultimately he's not at all i i find him revolting (laughs) He's not well, pulling anyway, yeah. anyone at all. And I remember Jess Chaffin came on and she said something that always struck me about Ralph. She said, I hate when men are on their best behavior. Mm. And that's what it always feels like with Ralph. Oh, he's wow. like playing the part of like, Louis, I'm on Louis my... does this on Jersey. Yes, yes, Louis does it too. Just men on their like best behavior, but you can tell it feels so fake and that's not who they are. And so their behavior grows. It just feels gross and fake and like, uh, and I'm going to make an old reference, but like from the 1950s or 60s, that that show Leave It to Beaver, you know, Eddie Haskell, who like comes on and is like, hi, Mrs. Cleaver. You know what I mean? Like just that sort of like, like old timey, like bad guy who 
pretends to be a good guy and no one can see through it or he thinks no one can see through it. I hate him. I And he also does this classic thing of putting on elaborate dates and meals for Drew. Like that weird one, was it last season? Where it was like yes, in a at the hotel shop. or something. It was so strange, like where he bought his suits. And then again, <laughs> this like weird brunch. Why were they wearing aprons saying, call her daddy? Was it sponsored by that podcast? That was weird. But like no one, you know, Drew hasn't asked for that. It's that there's just so much palaver around everything that he does. He's such a narcissist. He's like, look at how great I'm being by doing all of these things. And why don't you appreciate me for doing these things? And she doesn't appreciate it because there's no heart involved. It's all about the show. Mm. That's true. It's absolutely true. And I agree with you about Candy. I was glad to see Candy in Portugal. I'm like, if I don't see Candy in Portugal... I mean, I won't do anything, but I feel I will. That's what's great about when they go on a trip because Candy has to be there the whole time. She can't like, though sometimes, you know, in Alabama, did she even show up to Alabama or she left early? She's always taking off and... I don't think she was there. Was she not there? I can't even remember half the time. But she was, she has to be in Portugal. You can't just get to and from Portugal in an easy way. So she has to like stay there. I mean, I'm liking Portugal. I'm excited for the twerking contest. And I'm very excited to see what is about to transpire between Drew and perhaps. Also, it did just make me laugh just on Candy, where there was one point where Drew was saying, (laughs) it's just like Candy's faces. Don't take them personally. Like when she was explaining (laughs) about Kenya's boundaries. And then Candy was like, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, she looks like a bitch, but she really doesn't mean anything by it. (laughs) It's like, okay. And Candy Um, didn't take any offense. She's like, yep, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I... I think we should shift to OC because, yes. you know, we're 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 nearing our, our end here. And, and OC was a real wow for me. Oh, me too. I never thought I would love a season of OC as much me as I'm loving this too. one. I know. It's so good. It's wow. It's a wow. Because and 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 here's something I've been talking about to myself as I speak to myself about that. <laughs> Yeah, there speaks a podcaster. I know (laughs) these are the thoughts that happen in my mind when I should be watching my daughter do basketball. But um, (laughs) this is was that I don't like Tamara. I think she's trying too hard. But I do think, even though I don't like her and I don't like she, she makes everybody else rise their game or something. So I don't want to say that she is the reason for the season that OC is good this year. She does seem to galvanize people in a way that makes she's them kind better. of like the straw who stirs the drink, even though she's not fun like Sonia. But she's definitely doing something. But I'm going to name it as I did in our live show last night. People won't like to hear it. She's an alcoholic, I believe, and I'm saying it. And look, I know we're not supposed to say these things, but why aren't we supposed to say these things? Well, people have come at me and been like, "You, you can't out addicts," you know. Well, and I she's outing herself, never to again. but she isn't. She doing it herself, and you're just. I, I don't know. Well, just... I feel like we've seen her drink forever and it's never really like settled into my brain the way it did this time. Or it's like she's already taking the tequila shots at makeup when we're doing our makeup. We're going through now we're at Nobu, very nice restaurant. God. And she's had so many tequila shots that she's literally throwing, a, you know, something in another woman's face. Like she was so out of control to then go back and take an, and be like, I need another tequila shot. I was like, wow, this is this woman's it's no, it's no good. She's such an asshole, I think. But again, I'm grateful for her. <laughs> what yeah. do you think? I 
agree like the the zero to 60 nature of her reactions were <laughs> so um unexpected but also completely watchable and she clearly i think she's also necessary because she's strong enough to equal the heather dubrow of it heather dubrow mm. on her own if heather dubrow is the strongest character in a cast then it becomes too manicured and too fancy pants and i and that really annoyed me about last season whereas tamra brings this unhinged earthiness that i think is like a good balance <laughs> i want someone to describe me describe me as unhinged earthy <laughs> because that is the best description of a person is earthiness your uh, euphemism for trash <laughs> For Tammy Sue, you're like a, a grounded, a more grounded, grounded. place like of in trash. The earth. I was gonna say underneath. covered in dirt, <laughs> covered yes. in dirt and garbage, like a pit monster. But <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing that is working so well for me is Jen in OC. Now obsessed I, I, with obsessed. Jen, <laughs> I love, I love her. Jen. Yes, so do I. I love her. I think she is so good at being mature <laughs> and like evolved in her reactions and because she's not giving Tamara the rise that Tamara so desperately wants there's a really fascinating dynamic there and I think Jen's kind of amazing she has adopted this kid I find that story so moving like yes yeah, she might have had an affair who cares who I'm really, gives a fuck I'm, yeah I, I'm so, good for her good for fucking honestly, her honestly she got out of an unhappy marriage good for her like and i'm sick of gina saying that she's triggered like fuck off with your triggers <laughs> gina i'm triggered by you leave I'm my screen by gina's orange eyeshadow guy <laughs> and her tangerine dream testimonial look. i'm gonna say something and it's gonna shock you it's going to blow your fucking mind. You know what, Elizabeth? I heard this last night and it's oh going to be God. upsetting. Okay. I know I've said a lot of stuff, including like just two days ago. But here's the truth. I like Gina now. Guys, I like Gina. She's and awful, Danielle. No, no, no. That The way that she confronted Heather and Danielle. made Heather cow, who has never done that, made Heather down and called her out and Heather said, I hear you. And it really felt like it did. That is housewifery one oh fucking one. Now she has been a friend of and look, her outfits are crazy, but I have decided to take in her outfits. You know how like a big wave will hit you and you can fight it and you'll yeah. end up drowning or you right. can let it move you across and just spit It's like you when out. you take NyQuil and you try to stay up a little too long. Yes, no, don't fight it. Get in. When you don't fight it, when you just realize that this is Gina and these are the fashion, you submit to Gina's fashion. So we have to submit to Gina's? We have to submit to her terrible fashion and horrible accent? And you just go, oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like you just want right. us to lie down and take it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sometimes if you lie down and take it, as with sex, you end up enjoying it. <laughs> so just, Danielle. Wow, that is, that is an eye-opening statement. Elizabeth, no one's having more sex than Danielle Schneider. And you need to know, know it. I think you're having more than Sonia, Luann. No, no. Those women are definitely having it more than me. But I have to say, guys, I've turned a corner on Gina. And I could turn up back and hit another corner next week. But this week, I'm like, she is a great housewife. She has earned her stripes. I'm loving her. All right. Elizabeth, thoughts? 
rebuttal, please? I like Gina in the mix, is what I will say. I find that if she's <laughs> not in the set. right, if she's not in the right cast dynamic, the try hard nature, like she tries so hard that it tips into the inauthentic for me. And that's what I don't like. But in this particular dynamic, I think she's like, I wouldn't want her not in the mix. Do I want to hang out with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis? I do not. Oh, neither but... do I. Not, a, not for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> and I felt like the Heather thing, I really enjoyed watching it. I hear you. <laughs> okay, can you guys tell me what word this is that Gina said? Okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, you probably can, but it just, I couldn't believe it. Fayes. Say it again. Fayes. 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 That was fast. That was fast. Okay, now what about this one? That was fast. Then she said, Qua. What's that? I think, you know what? I think I know what that word is. I think she said, cute. She said, you look cute. You look cute. I think that's cute. I speak, sometimes I speak oh, Gina. I hate her. I want to reach through the TV and punch her hard in the face and watch her head fucking knock back. That's the truth of it. Now, Emily deserved a medal of freedom, I thought, this this week. Now, we were talking about this yesterday, Danielle, but like having having not been to this event, she managed to sure stir the shit in such a beautiful way when she came back. She was just like, listen, I wasn't there. Tell me every terrible thing that happened and re-earth all your fights. Please go <laughs> at dinner. Like she stirred everyone up into this like crazy tizzy. And I don't know. I, I just I'm enjoying Emily and I think she's just so gorgeous. Thoughts? I'm enjoying Emily too. And I always have. And I, wow. again, like I think Emily and Gina have really bedded in and they're really offering us something. They're not for me in the pantheon of Housewives greats, but they are a necessary condiment to sprinkle <laughs> on the stew okay. provided by the likes of Heather, of Tamara. Of Sh I'm loving Shannon this season. Shannon is oh. amazing. Oh my goodness. She's Star. Watching her run after Tamara in those heels through Nobu just gave me such a laugh. Watching her enter and yes. leave a boat, like any <laughs> physical comedy this woman has. And then when um, Tamara's stumbling back up the stairs, she's like, I saw his wiener in a small. And she goes, it was very limp. Was very limp. <laughs> like, I was dying. I also think that she's really, she's really like aged into... A, a slightly calmer side of herself that I'm really enjoying. It's not the manic Trace Amigas tequila shots at dawn. I, I really like that side of her, which is reflective and standing up for Jen because Jen left an unhappy marriage. But I still love the Shannon that can't help herself when she goes to John's house on the river oh, and by God. the way like john is perfect for her but she she wants more she feels like she mm. she it almost feels like in that relationship there's a sense of shannon's own thwarted potential she's like no i i deserve more but actually john is so fatal flaw so it is her fatal flaw and then the thing where she's opening the fridge and the mayonnaise falls out <laughs> the best and it's like but she has to make a thing of it like 
John, am I opening the fridge wrong? And it's like, no, it's just the, it's just the mayonnaise. It's just, it's not about you. It's not you failing to open a and fridge. And she was also mad and at it, him. Yes, for and it? it doesn't mean that John is like n- not worthy because his fridge door is ill constructed. Like, yeah, like the shelf in the fridge is like this needs to be higher. I'm like just. Stop trying to improve him because he's perfect. Already Elizabeth, this is what I wrote down. Okay. Anti-feminist alert. Wow. I wrote anti-feminist alert. And I know our mothers fought for us to have these rights, but I'd like to actually rewind the clock with Shannon and simply say, <laughs> and I would never say this to another woman to ever put like a man before a job. But when John looked at her when she wanted a dog and he was talking about her business and he said, I just look at your life in the in the chaos and I kind of worry about yet another responsibility. I wanted to come in and like freeze time, almost like mm-hmm. the ghost of Christmas, per, I don't know, future and just be like, Shannon, quit whatever fucking fake job this is over here. Your lemons, You're going to lose your, your lemon man. business. Whatever yeah. Yeah. You need this man, Shannon. Like yes. you will lose this good man. And I don't want to see that happen to you. Like stay home with him. This is, I know these aren't views anyone's going to want, but I'm like, fucking treat him right. He will leave you and you will be devastated and she's going to look back. I know. And we know what's coming. And I'm like, stop riding him. Quit your job. Don't get another dog. (laughs) I I could not agree more. And I, sorry, Gloria Steinman. I know she's a very good friend of mine. (laughs) But it's like, also when, John went, I just want to have more fun with you or something. Or and sh- and she takes that as, oh, are we not having any fun? And goes silent and gives him the silent treatment. I was like, no, this is a man saying he wants to spend more time with you and he wants you to be less stressed when you're together. I think that's beautiful. And it's so sad to me that she can't yes. take that as a beautiful, generous she thing because she's got no self-esteem. Well, I also thought to myself, this was something I thought, which was, this is a man that actually likes you, Shannon. You know what I mean? Which is... Yeah, because to put it, it more plainly, I guess. To put it more plainly, because uh, anytime she was with David Bedore, I could see he mm. wanted to rip her head off. He mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it. you can really see why, and, even and though I, I hate it. him. Yeah. Shannon is tough. Shannon yeah. is a tough person to love, okay? She had, but... But this guy, John Johnson, John Johansson, J- Jan Jansen, whatever. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is. He fucking loves her. He just wants to breathe in this relationship. Yeah. And I guess to love Shannon is to love all of that stuff. But you have to make you have to relationships are a two way street. You can't just be totally yourself you have to like comply to the other person's yeah. needs and that's what she's not getting too it's just like he loves you for you but you got to love him for him too it's not just about you and i think she's too much of a narcissist to believe that and it's so upsetting also just shannon and all the off-gassing conversation is killing me just i've actually never are... heard that as a phrase never <laughs> never ever didn't know did not ever. know that was a thing <laughs> And they were like, so that's why you got to buy this, you know, Hermes or whatever for fucking $5,000 because it's off-gassed already. Someone's already gotten the gas. And then they said to her, so Shannon has this outfit off-gassed. And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) For her to drop 3,000. Okay, two moments triggered me. And this, I think, is not having my own mom. And I don't know why they did. But when she dropped $3,000 on her daughters, I was like, this is disgusting to me. It just was. The second thing was when Heather said, I'm taking a red eye to go fly to see my daughter, no doubt on a private plane because she's having anxiety. Now, I feel bad for children. 
I'm like thinking of myself at NYU and it's mm-hmm. like, you fucking make your way. Like it just disgusted me. I don't know why. I, I, what is it triggering in me? It's making, it's like both making me sad. I don't have a mom to help me. Like I literally almost started crying. I'm like, why the fuck is this mom flying to see her daughter at college overnight? Like this is why kids can't do one thing for themselves anymore. And I yes. know you guys are looking at me blankly, but no, I, it tr- made me so angry. My parents told me a story that is was parenting. I guess this is, you know, the 80s and the 90s. But my one of my sisters was having problems at camp, right? Like at a sleepaway camp. And it was like an eight week sleepaway camp. And they the camp called and they back then (laughs) nobody called. Like back then, (laughs) like if you got a call, the kid was dying or and they were like, you right. You better go. They were like, she needs to be picked up now. Like and my parents were like, well, we're not coming. (laughs) We are not Not coming. So she is your responsibility for the next eight weeks. She is responsible for herself for the next eight weeks. They're like, we're not coming. And then they were like, okay. (laughs) She's really struggling. Stayed Mm -hmm. the eight weeks and that was it. Like you just, and she was a kid, you know, she was probably eight or nine at the time. But my dad simply told me this story when I saw him last. He's like, yeah. And we were just like, well, we're not coming to get her. (laughs) Did did you have this thing when you were growing up in the States? Did you have this thing called like a foreign exchange program where you were sent to a foreign country? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I, I was that era. My parents... Sent me to Russia for a month when oh I was twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> when you were twelve? Wow! <laughs> when I was twelve, you went to Russia when you were twelve. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Heather fucking right. taking a red eye. Her daughter's been at college for one week. Yeah, go on. And she's had all her like packing done for. Her. If I need Heather to stop going on about how unbelievably emotionally draining and stressful it is getting two kids ready to go to college. Number one, you are so privileged that you have kids in the first place. Number two, you did yes. not do all of that packing. Yes. There was a minion in your basement doing that two. for you. Two. <laughs> two. There was like an or there was like a stylist and a decorator. <laughs> an organizer. I, when I went to college, I had a bag and then oh I went to God. goddamn Bed Bath and Beyond, got some egg crates and called it a yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's disgusting when she keeps being like, I got I was there, I was packing Nikki. Oh. Like you were walking around with a clipboard. Yes. Oh, oh, also, also, sorry, really liking no. Taylor Armstrong. Taylor's great. She's great. Because Forgot she's Taylor was through, in the show. Just she's been now. through so much shit that she there's, again, this, like, substance to her that I'm finding very appealing to, to watch. And I think it works very well in the mix. It does work. It works. Oh, my gosh. Elizabeth, <laughs> tell us about... There's just so much, you know? There's just so much. We have to come to a close, but you've been honestly Incredible. deeply insightful. Deeply. Oh. Tell us about your book that is out now, please. You are so prolific. You have a new book. And yes. tell us the name of it and who was seen carrying it. <laughs> okay. So my latest novel is called Magpie. And it is a story of what happens when you think you've got your perfect life, but you haven't really. And there's a whole domestic thriller motherhood vibe to it. Um, and I can't say too much more because there's a huge plot twist in the middle. So I'm a I'm a massive fan of Gone Girl, the Gillian Flynn book. And my aspiration Casey. as a novelist... <laughs> It's, my aspirations in the movie. Just as good as that. Of course you are. I, yes, that was my way know. of paying tribute to you. Didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Magpie is out in the states, and over the weekend, a friend of mine 
saw Beyonce on Instagram at the Brooklyn Public Library, where she was at the opening of the Jay-Z exhibition. And she was holding in one hand a copy of a book that she was looking at the cover of in a very intent fashion. And my friend had zoomed in to find out what the book was. It was Magpie by oh, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I, honestly, it's it's a life highlight because obviously she just picked it up as a prop, fine. But technically, Beyonce, Beyonce has read my name. Therefore, technically, she knows who I am. Her Her beautiful eyes have rested on my name and on that book. That is incredible. You have Gloria Steinem as a friend. You have Beyonce as a fan. <laughs> and you have two more fans in me and Danielle. I, can I just say, I love you both so much. Bitch sesh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your podcasts are my favorite and have got me through so much in my life. I value you for your incredible wit and intelligence, but I also value you both for how vulnerable you've been, particularly about fertility, which has been a huge part of my life. And you really have got me through the highs and the lows, and I don't know what I would do without you. And I, it is truly a real honor to be on your podcast. So thank you for having me back. Oh my God, you're making me cry. Oh thank you for saying that. So much. So nice. I, I'm, wow, thank and you. And thank you for writing that nice write-up in The Guardian. I oh. was so touched. And, so touched. And I'm going to pick up your book today. You know, I'm a huge reader. And our, me too. Uh, people in Garbage World are huge readers. There's a whole, on the Discord, a huge reading thing that I'm in every day where we talk about the books we're reading. And you are my next book. Oh, Magpie, I'm getting it. I can't wait to read it. I'm such a huge reader and a fan of yours. And not to take, you know, on a more serious note, there is in the Discord, we have many channels. There's also an infertility channel that people yeah. are writing and sharing their their stories. And it's a very safe space for people to share in that space you know, um, with each other. And, and I, I don't actually pop into it because I want everyone to have their own like conversation in there, but it's very beautiful. So just saying that yeah. and just, just to let people know. On that note, because I have written a fair amount about my own fertility journey, yeah. hate that phrase, but there's no better phrase than oh, journey. So there we go. I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> going through it myself. It is a fucking, it's a, it's a long haul, man. Yeah, it is. Um, There is a book that's out in the UK, but not in the States yet called Friendaholic, which is a nonfiction book. And it's all about my love of friendship and what friendship means to us and an attempt to give us a language for platonic love. There's a chapter about fertility in that, but there's also a chapter about friendship contracts inspired by the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh. <laughs> and that iconic scene between Nene Leakes and Cynthia Bailey where Cynthia tries to get Nene to sign a contract. So those are the two things that I would love to plug. <laughs> and look, it's just like Jill Zarin. She didn't sign the release. She didn't sign the release. She didn't, she didn't sign the release. <laughs> Elizabeth thank Day, you. thank you so much. Thank Elizabeth so Day, much. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. 